Do you hate your job? Of course you do. So do Liz and Noah. Now it's time to join their conversation so you can figure out how to quit your soul-crushing job. Welcome to another podcast of When Can I Quit My Job. Today we're going to be talking to Jesse Kwong. Uh, Jesse started in the corporate world like a lot of you folks and eventually through the avenue of the land business he found his his way to financial independence and he's got his own thing going now. It's an even smaller niche within land investing. So it's really interesting. He's got a great company called REI Conversion. Take a listen and uh, you might learn something. Well, welcome to the show. Uh, today I have with me Jesse Kwong. How are you doing today, Jesse? Good. Um, I am doing good. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Yeah, no problem at all. I had a little technical difficulties this morning, it sounds like, with your phone. <laughs> yeah, got stuck in traffic and phone completely bricked. But uh, we're on the air now, so it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, what I want to talk to you today about... Um, well, is, is your company REI Conversion and kind of your story to how you arrived there? So I guess first off, I don't even know. Um, give me a little bit of your background, like your corporate background. What, what was your last uh, job that you had? And tell me a little bit about your, uh, where, where you came from. Yeah, um, yeah, it's kind of a weird story. I, um, I mean, I, I went to school for... Um, just marketing in general. And then, um, I, I didn't really like, I didn't like the idea of working in a corporate world in the marketing industry. Um, so I decided to go back to school cause I've always enjoyed design. Um, I went back and did, um, schooling for visual communications and design. So essentially just graphic designing. And, um, okay. after that, um, I got into a design agency and then, um, I got brought in house, um, to, I was actually working for a, um, I don't know why you guys call it down on, out in the States, but we have what they call like a country club okay. here, which is really sort of like the, like a high end. Um, I, I kind of look at it as a high end community center. Really. Okay. Okay. With, with really nice facilities. And, um, sure. Uh, yeah, I was there working in the uh, market part of the marketing team. And, um, well, you say, you say, and, you don't know what we call it here in the States. So where are you located? Uh, I'm actually located up here in Vancouver, Canada. Oh, nice. Okay. We just uh, yeah. So we just went up to Canada not that long ago. But beside the yeah, point. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. I mean, I, I come down to I come down to the states quite often, and I I was literally stuck at the border today coming back up. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. No. Um. So yeah, I I was um working the corporate job, and um I think it was I don't know what it was uh, three four three years. Later, um, I don't know. I just, I just felt I, w- it, I was, I wanted to do my own thing. I've always wanted to do my own thing. Yeah. And uh, I started exploring different things, um, listening to different things, and learning about different things. And so one thing sort of led to the next. Yeah. Do you remember any like aha moments or in, like either at work where like you're like I can't do this anymore, or just something that you heard that maybe gave you the idea that maybe it is something you should start pursuing to, to kind of make, make your own route. You know what? I didn't know too much about the online world yet. I mean, I, I was using the computer quite a bit and, um, 
I think the biggest aha moment was I was look. I found out about a thing called podcasts, and uh, <laughs> that was I know right. Uh, that was back in I think 2000, and that was early 2013, I believe. And I was like, okay. oh, there's podcasts where you can learn. I mean, the, actually, no, I knew about podcasts because of the Joe Rogan experience. I would yeah. listen to it during the day. And then I was like, oh, is there any podcasts about entrepreneur? Yeah. Um, and I wanted to learn a little bit more because I, I, there was not really a lot online and I didn't know too much of where to search. And I found a gentleman by the name of Pat Flynn who um, has a podcast called The Smart Passive Income. Okay. And um, I started listening to his podcast and um, started realizing, holy smokes, like he he's interviewing other entrepreneurs that are doing their own thing. And uh, it sounded like, you know, after listening to so many people, there seemed to be a pattern that um, that you could sort of follow. Not not really a pattern, but there seemed to be some sort of a similarity between everybody's business. And I thought, wait a minute, I, 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 yeah. I should give this a shot. And um, and so that, um, that I didn't know what to do. But what, um, was that so that was your introduction to kind of cash flow, uh, the model, the cash flow model or. Yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, like it was it was all over the board with it was, you know, smart passive income was just all everybody that was working online and all sorts of different businesses, um, you know, from e-commerce to, uh, you know, interesting services like psychic reading online to <laughs> yeah. writing blogs online. Um, I just didn't know what to do, but I thought, hey, there's a lot of opportunity that online that I could do. Um, and it happened to be my wife at that time. Um, well, my girlfriend at that time, sorry, now my wife. Um, she was a nail artist from Japan and she's very passionate about nails uh, and nail art. And um, we started exploring, hey, do you think we could start an e-commerce store online? Um, okay. But yeah, one thing sort of led to the next and... and I don't know how I ended up here right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That's a that's a kind of um, that's a kind of a common thread amongst people I know that that kind of are off doing their own thing. Is a lot of it. A lot of them mention e-commerce or like drop shipping type stuff. Amazon, that kind of thing, is like the the gateway, um, which is kind of funny. But so, was there a point where you started looking into like real estate, or how did you get into the the niche? that you're in now? Yeah. Um, so we ended up uh, building, I mean, my first business is, we, it's, we went from e-commerce into YouTubing into online education, and that's where we sort of hit success. And then with what we were able to earn, I started to think like, okay, uh, where I live, Vancouver is sort of a crazy, crazy real estate market right now. Okay. Um, it's probably one of the most expensive places to live in. Um, wow. And um, so I started looking out here into real estate. Okay, what can I, what can I purchase? Should I be purchasing? Do I have enough capital to do that? Um, okay. So I was looking into that and it just didn't seem right. Like it's definitely not a market. It, like at that time, it just didn't seem right to be investing in here. And then I started doing a little bit more research online and I found out um, about investing in the States. And um, I decided to go to a meetup out here in Vancouver. And I met a lady who actually um, knew another lady out in Seattle who was doing um, new developments. And I think she was doing some flip and, flip and flip, sorry, fix and flips okay. and new development. 
And then she introduced me to another gentleman who was doing land investing. Wow. And that, that guy's name is uh, uh, Seth, Seth Williams. Uh, of Re Tipster and then, oh yep yep <laughs> okay yep I know yeah. him. so I, I, I so I got into land investing and then I got scaled up pretty quickly. Noticed a lot of people weren't sort of being able to do that as quickly as I was, and sort of noticed a need. And then it led me to build what I am working on today, which is REI conversion. Um, wow, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a weird journey. It's, it's it's a lot of <laughs> rabbit holes. I mean, that's how it was for me too. It, it a lot of it did start with Joe Rogan, and then listening to podcasts of yeah. people that were on there and then listening to podcasts of people that were on there. And then, you know, you, you <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I like how you said it. It's like a lot of rabbit holes and I never sort of thought of it that way, but you know, when people sort of ask me about entrepreneurship and like, how do you come up with ideas? I think that's probably like one of the biggest things I hear, you know, within my social circles, like they want to do their own thing, but they're not sure what they want to do. Right. And, um, if there's anything that I learned through all these years is to really um, be able to move quickly and, and, and lightly. Um, yeah. It's, it's sort wow. of what, what led me to get to where I am. I mean, um, we, never know, we never knew what we were going to do. I mean, um, whoever knew, you know, I was going to go from there to running a SaaS company. Um, and it was all through trial and error. Um, yeah. Everybody seems to always want to figure out the perfect business right at the get-go. They want everything you know, perfect, uh, but that never right. happens. Hey guys, I want to take a quick second to tell you about our first sponsor for the show. It's a product called Anywhere TV. Liz and I have had it in our house for a little over a week now. Basically what it amounts to is having access to anything you could want to watch ever. So any movie, any TV show, any channel you want to watch, it's all on there. All the movie channels, pay-per-view, live events. Uh, we've had it for the last week. We love it. It's portable. You can move it from one TV to another. You can take it with you on the road. Works anywhere. It's really an awesome service. It's always updating, adding new channels. It's not hard to install. Very easy to operate. You don't have to be a technological genius. Drew Conley will get you set up on it. He's really easy to work with. He's a great guy, and you're going to like working with him. So if you have any questions, go to Facebook. Facebook and look up Anywhere TV. That's Anywhere TV. I highly encourage you to reach out to Drew and get set up on Anywhere TV today and let Drew know we sent you. Now back to the show. Even one of the most recent success, I was just thinking about this the other day. Do you know the game Fortnite? Uh, I've heard of it. I don't know how it's played. Okay, so Fortnite is this sort of massive player game. Everybody's dropped on this island and um, it's... Have you watched a movie called Battle Royale back in the day? It's a Japanese movie where these these... School kids are put on an island and um, they're they're supposed to kill each other off. Wow! Um, no, I haven't. Am I going with this? No, no, I'm listening. <laughs> I, I have I haven't seen it, but I, I think I should. Yeah. So basically, um, yeah, they're brought on an island and and the circle continues to get sc- uh, smaller. Like it's a force field. You have to stay within the circle and sort of kill each other off. But okay. the thing with Fortnite is, it, it, it when it first launched. It launched as a zombie game, uh, zombie team team zombie killing game, which nobody literally knew about. But I followed it because of its development. And w- what's crazy, it was a seven years or six years in development. And it finally launched and it was doing okay, but there was a lot of hype behind it. And they suddenly saw a, a huge upstream of people playing an, another game called PUBG, which is uh, players unknown battleground and it's the same thing it's it's a battle royale style game and they completely mm-hmm. they completely mimicked their that 
whole structure, that gameplay. Okay. And now they they are probably the most successful game uh, right now that yeah. people are playing. All kids and teenagers are all playing it, and that's just because of one little move. And I think it show it it shows like they they were listening to the market, and they're willing to make pivots and, and changes, and um, they sure. moved lightly. Like they knew they just launched and they made those pivots. And I think. That's probably one of the most important things. Like I said, I was learning, like always yeah. being able to listen to the market and your surroundings, and never, never be set on the idea. Especially at at the, at the start, you just never know, and it's sort of the natural life cycle of any business. Wow, yeah, that's that's great advice. Um, so, I mean, it sounds like that's kind of really what's been driving you where you're going. Do you have anything on the horizon right now, or I mean, I, th- I think you have to probably ride that line between being light and able to pivot versus shiny object syndrome and abandoning something before you've taken it to its full potential. Do you find that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's very true too. I have a definitely like, I, I used to have that quite a bit, the, the, what do they call it? The shiny ball syndrome where yeah. you're always looking for the next greatest thing. But, um, I think if it's nagging at you and you thought about it long enough, I, you're right. We do have this straddle line. I, I don't have an answer for that. And I still don't have an answer for that. Um, but if I, I figured like, hey, if I can sort of truly drop currently what I'm doing to, to take on this next thing uh, rather than trying to do multiple things. Um, and, and again, like it's all about moving minimally, like, yeah, um, starting as light as you can to be able to make that pivot, and it's always not easy. There's always tons of ideas. There's always tons of ideas that are coming to me, but um, I sort of sit on it. I know now. I mean, I used to have it really badly that shiny ball syndrome where I would chase anything and everything. Um, but sure, you know, because over time and experience, <laughs> it's it's come around and bit me in the ass. So I yeah. definitely like <laughs> tone that down a little bit. Sure. Well, yeah. so, so talk about how your background, uh, your schooling uh, kind of ties into what you're doing now and how it connects yeah. to the land business. Man, um, honestly, I don't, I don't really think much of my schooling has to do with the land business. I really, I can't really see any relation other than I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm able to design and get things up and running. But a lot of what I learned was through reading um, taking online courses or programs and um, podcasts like this. Um, yeah. Really, well, that's podcasts like this are so valuable. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to say there's a point there too, because yeah, I, I myself have an art, a, a fine arts degree. Um, yep. And so, you know, like you said, that's, that's the ability to move lightly, you know, and, and make a pivot where if you, if you find an opportunity through research and education to make a, a better way for yourself, then it doesn't matter necessarily if it's tied to your background, you know, Absolutely. be able to take that step if, if you have the confidence in it or at least the knowledge to get started. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, <laughs> I totally agree with you. On yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, as a, as a graphic design major talking to an art major who are both in land, the land business, <laughs> take it yeah, from us. I, I, yeah. I don't, don't, I mean, the only thing I could really say is, like from school, like I guess I could, I could, you know, like again, I can whip up websites pretty quick. I can design. Sure. I mean, there, there, any, you know, anybody can sort of do this. You could hire out somebody to do a logo and all that stuff. But I sort of found what I can do and and used it, um, however I can. And um, with all the other stuff like land, that was a huge undertaking. Like we, I had to learn everything from from the beginning. Um, sure. And it's just sort of finding 
taking the time to kind of clear schedule and make it a goal and um, not let it drag. Yeah, for sure. I got pretty started pretty quickly. Well, yeah. So when you were in the land business, I assume you were probably working kind of hand in hand with a few cohorts at least and kind of because nobody who's successful really does it in a bubble by themselves. So what what drew your attention to the the market inefficiencies to the products that you now are promoting? Um, I want to make sure I understood your question correctly. So what drew me towards uh, creating what we're we're selling now? Yes, yeah. Uh, Because from the outside looking in, I kind of assume it was through working with other people and seeing that hole in their game. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I I mean, I, I... I know from working in, you know, doing all that nail stuff and the beauty stuff, I knew that a lot of people just didn't know how to create websites already. Um, and then coming into uh, the land investing, investing area, I just saw the same comments, people wanting um, websites set up. I, I know that um, there was there's another company out there that has done a phenomenal job with what they're doing, um, creating websites for investors, but um, because everybody looks exactly the same and... Um, Right. I just felt there was a there was a another solution that could be met uh, that is a lot more powerful and flexible, um, and because I was just really familiar with the WordPress fl- platform, that's uh, sort of what what started. So yeah, it was definitely like sitting in those Facebook groups and chatting with other investors. Um, a lot of them said, "Hey, you know, where did you get this done? When? How did you do this?" And uh, yeah. you know, again, just keeping an open ear and saying, "Hey, there seems to be a need." And it, you know what? It wasn't overnight. I thought about this for almost. I know I, I thought about it since the beginning of land, almost the very beginning. So it was sitting wow. with me for a year or so before I actually approached doing it. Uh, because yeah. I, you know, I was just sort of enjoying the whole land investing game. Um, and there were there are challenges uh, being a land investor, and especially being an out of country land investor. Oh, sure, um, I bet it it presents even even more challenges with taxes and stuff. So um, I wanted to see if there was another opportunity for me to not have to worry about some of the stuff that I had to worry with land. Um, sure. So yeah, well, now, it's, now it's great. Maybe you could talk, uh, speak a little bit about the, the products that you are offering specifically because um, people listening may not know. Yeah, so REI conversion, um, really our goal is to give investors, land investors and soon uh, home investors, uh, so wholesalers, flippers, um, people that buy land and flip land, um, the d- digital tools and strategies and insights to really help scale and grow their business. We focus a lot um, on the marketing side of, of things and, and also automation. So uh, because land um, and and house investing is very scalable, like I'm doing this in Canada here. <laughs> right? I'm doing it remotely. I know a couple people that are working, like one guy's working out of um, Amsterdam. The, another guy's working out of Thailand. Wow. Like there are customers and they're investing in the States. They're Americans, um, but they're just living, you know, uh, they're living in a different country now. Right. Um, so, um, yeah, anyways, back back to what we do. Uh, right now, our core service is really our themes. Um, I, I know the importance of having a high converting website just because that's what I've been building for the last seven years is landing pages and te- A-B testing um, landing pages. And um, I know the importance of well-designed sort of aesthetically and performance-wise um, and all these things that sort of make it easier for um, investors. So we sort of took all that together. Um, and we also wanted to give the control back to to these site owners or to these uh, um, investors 
Um, okay. Hence why we decided to go with WordPress. So, Hey guys, I just want to take a quick second and share with you a new project I just put together. This is a compilation of angry voicemails set to some epic music. I think you'll enjoy the sample. I think you'll enjoy the full thing even more. Yeah, I received some sort of a purchase agreement. You sent us an offer for $450? You guys sent me a fucking thing about my property. Looks like a scam. We will sell this land when we are good and ready to sell this land. So I'm pretty proud of this project. At the time, I told Liz it was the greatest thing I've ever done. You'll definitely want to hear the full version on our Patreon page. Go check it out. Now back to the show. That's what, you know, we, we now currently offer two themes. So uh, we call them REI Land List and REI Land Leads. One's to buy land and one's for selling land. Um, and then we're also working on our podcast as well. So if you ever want to check it out, it's um, the REI Conversion Podcast. But yeah, so that's sort of our, our core products right now. And we're, uh, we're about to launch our housing um, themes as well. Um, wow. And then soon enough, we're, we're going to work on um, different things like um, services, like our ad services for investors. Um, so, yeah, we've got a lot of stuff planned, and we're pretty excited about that. Well, And that's interesting. Um, I, I work hand-in-hand with a handful of land investors, and I'm not sure one of them – I don't know of this for sure, but – I don't have a, a land uh, purchasing a land, you know, a, a a lead generation site for purchasing land. I, I don't have yeah. one. I don't have one of those. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so a lot, a lot of investors um, don't have them, and I think they don't realize the power of it um, because nowadays, even like how, and I don't know if your audience knows how land investing works, um, but a lot of us send out direct mailers um, to get. Um, them to either sign off on a purchase agreement or um, call us back to um, inquire a little bit more about us purchasing their land. But with a lead generation page, like you're able to also now open up a huge channel of accepting land property. Um, you know, a lot of them are coming online to check if you're a legitimate business. Um, you know, if you're a legitimate business, you're going to have a website. So they're right. coming on to check and. A lot of them are now playing the SEO games and even more so are now playing the pay-per-click game, which is running online ads. And they're getting um, leads for pretty cheap now, too. So um, it's sort of exploring wow. all the digital avenues. And um, because your website's so scalable, it's, it's there 24 hours of the day and it can explain so much to a user. I mean, we even include um, in our theme, we even include a, an explainer video. So when you sort of purchase our themes, uh, we even have an animated explainer video to explain how everybody's business works. Um, and, and a lot of our investors sees the value in that. Um, sure. Again, like a lot of these people have never dealt with an investor and like, hey, what, how, how is this supposed to work? Why am I so, suppo- supposed to submit uh, you know, a purchase agreement to you or, or fill out a form online? Right. Um, is this legitimate? You know, what is the whole process? So having a website there, being able to explain it 24 hours of the day is is very very valuable. Yeah, it sounds like it for sure. And um, yeah. So, what do you think is? Do you have a next step in mind? Um, are you going to continue to kind of take what comes, or, or what? What are you thinking for? Yeah, I mean, we, for the future. We're 
Yeah, so, um, and this is sort of, again, like I think the main thing is we're going to keep our antennas open and see what, what the market is, is wanting. But uh, we definitely have a roadmap in terms of features that come with our themes. So we're working on a lot of different plugins uh, that make investing a lot easier. Like a, a plugin that we recently launched is an, what we call the automated offer. So when somebody submits a property to you based on the market value, um, your site can, uh, you know, within two hours, three hours, however long, however long you want to time it, it can send a template offer of a certain percentage of that market value. And if they, wow. uh, it saves you tons of time. And then, um, you know, you can definitely do your research afterwards, right? If you find something wrong with that property, well, then you can renegotiate. But at that point, you know, you can see how serious that that property seller is. If, if you're making an offer and they say yes, they're pro- most likely um, going to, um, be willing to shift around with their pricing. So, yeah, we're working yeah. on we're working on cool um, scalable plugins. We're working on uh, different themes for housing, and then um, you know we're we're looking to become sort of a an agency or a website agency for investors, and then yeah, um, and continue to sort of build our education portion out. So sure, um, our podcast well, is something that we're working on. Yeah. I mean, from having been in investing for going on two years now uh, in the land business, I can definitely see the value of those products. And um, honestly, this probably warrants a further conversation between you and I after the show. But um, <laughs> it's, it's good to <laughs> hear. Sure, it's, sure. it's good to hear those things are out there because, yeah, we're right in that transitional period where we need to be thinking about scaling, um, where, you know, the easy way to scale is just to start buying more expensive property. But of course, there are all these other ways, too. So, and, and that's, exactly. I'm probably right in your target demographic for the people who would benefit from these products. Yep. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I guess, um, do you have anything else you want to add about what you're doing or where you're going? No, I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, I, I mean, are, it, does your audience, a lot of them, are they into land investing as well? Or I talk about it a lot. I'm trying to kind of branch out as well and, and give uh, some voices to other areas for creative creating, uh, income, but yeah, I focus a lot on land investing cause that's what I do. So yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, no, I mean, uh, check out our podcast as well. And we sort of talk about marketing tactics and strategies, um, to kind of help everybody get started in that sense. But, um, yeah, no, um, if you, if you're interested, come check it out at reiconversion.com. Thanks, thanks for joining me today, and uh, it was very useful information. And, and like I said, I think I'm your tar- target demographic, so <laughs> we'll, we'll talk more after the show. Cool, Noah. I, I hope I sort of answered everything, and I, I hope, again, I, I was able to provide some value for your audience. And um, if you ever want to bring me on for something more specific, I'd be more, ha- more than happy to talk about it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks for listening to When Can I Quit My Job? Please remember to support the show by visiting whencanIquitMyJobShow.com and clicking the Patreon and Amazon links. Also, subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Tell your friends about us. Liz and Noah are not financial or legal advisors, and all information given on this podcast should be consumed for entertainment purposes only.